Hi friends, Nate here. Please enjoy this live recording of us performing at the Star of Kings on May 30th. And just bear in mind, if you like hearing live shows, we've got another one coming up on 15 June at Wolfson College at Cambridge University. Look for a link to purchase tickets in the description. Thanks and enjoy. First of all, hi, and thank you for coming to the Trash Future live show. Give yourselves all the pat on the back for making it out on a lovely evening. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for being here. However, before we get into the normal content about how we live in hell, um, we first have a, a special announcement from the Trash Future rationality correspondent, Brendan O'Neill. Um, Brendan's very sorry that he can't be here tonight. Um, he's getting some medical treatment for the fact that his head is a butternut squash. Um, but uh, through me, he'll be addressing you all. Uh, now, recently, the chattering classes of this once great nation have been taking to the internet to defend one of the most dangerous foes to freedom and civility in British politics. That's right, dear readers. I speak, of course, of the strawberry milkshake. <laughs> It all began when a rabid Trotskyite Corbynista threw the milky fruit-flavoured refreshment over the far-right campaigner Tommy Robinson. Now, don't get me wrong, I completely disagree with Robinson's views and oppose him vociferously, but this is precisely why I must constantly defend him in my columns. <laughs> because make no mistake, Tommy, Big Robs, the axe monster, he was not milkshake. <laughs> He was not milkshaked for being a racist. No, this is far more insidious. He was milkshaked for exercising his freedom of speech in a way which coincidentally happened to be racist. <laughs> These are different things. <laughs> and to insist that doing and saying racist things is the same as being racist is the same kind of Stalinist group thing that we fought against in World War II. <laughs> the worrying thing here is not Tommy Robinson being covered in succulent udder juice, but... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read this aloud no, to myself. <laughs> that went a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> My brain is a dark place. Um, but rather that civility is now gone from British politics forever. What happened to having a polite adult conversation with a skinhead? An exchange of views in the marketplace of ideas. <laughs> And it is not only far-right boogeymen like Tommy Robinson, but they have even done this to a man of the people, Nigel Farage. <laughs> such, such that he ended up trapped on his campaign bus for fear of a further creamy demise. What if he had been lactose intolerant? He could have had a very upset stomach. And if you ask a trendy Islington lefty, they'll tell you that it's okay, because Nigel Farage is a Nazi. But who gets to decide who is a Nazi? Sure, we could go by the usual warning signs of nationalism and racism, but in calling their far-right opponents Nazis, aren't these young people, in a way, the real fascists? <laughs> As a classical liberal, even though I firmly disagree with Nazis on a number of key points, I am appalled by this discriminatory campaign against them and their creed. The young, armed with their dairy weapons, are conducting nothing less than a new Kristallnacht against far-right politicians. <laughs> Not by smashing their shop windows, but by covering them with milk. A Milchnacht. <laughs> <laughs> it has gotten to the point where an innocent old man, former army sergeant Don Norton, who we know is definitely innocent because he was found innocent of war crimes by a real judge in the 1970s. <laughs> a verdict which was in no way controversial. 
was assaulted was assaulted with the eponymous bovine juice outside a polling station where he was on duty for the Brexit party. Ramona's flocked to claim that this looked like a hoax, refusing to believe that their feral foot soldiers could do such a thing. Rubbish. Though, of course, after splatter analysis in a video of McNaughton emerged where he and two men smear yogurt on him describing it as advanced propaganda. <laughs> That's genuinely true. <laughs> it transpired that it was, in fact, a hoax. But although they didn't milkshake McNaughton, in a way they did, because... (laughs) Because they drove him to milkshake himself. (laughs) An old man, afraid that his innocence alone would not save him from the flavoured lactate, just as it did not save those civilians in Northern Ireland. (laughs) Coming to the realisation that the only safety is to be pre-milked. A saturated target of no interest. What can be done about this? Can we be saved from this Pol Pot Stalinism where a diversity of views will not be tolerated? Well, to start, we must raise the price of milkshakes. From now on, they must come at a much higher price, a price of £19.84. Thank you. Brendan, you have outdone yourself. (laughs) Anyway... Welcome all of you to Trash Future, the podcast about how if we do not implement fully automated luxury gay space communism, the future isn't will be trash. I finally got it! Yeah! Hi. I only say it at the live shows now. I think the key is I only have so many I can say a month, and I have <laughs> to reach my total. Um, also, as you can see, I'm afraid the part of Alice Caldwell Kelly is going to be played by Season one superstar Charlie Palmer this evening as Alice was taken with a wasting disease and is trapped in Glasgow. You thought, yeah. yeah. In, in, in suspicious we, circumstances. <laughs> we heard your demands and didn't think they were ironic. No. Yeah, Alice so, has one of those diseases that the Habsburgs used to get. It's like that kind of a. Alice is romantically coughing into a lot of uh, handkerchiefs and looking out of a window. So look, look, look. Look, we have, like before, way too much content to get through and never enough time. So I'm going to leap right into this week's startup. We're going to be talking at one and a half speed. I hope that's fine. (laughs) It will be slightly pitched up, but we think you can handle it. Yeah, that's Trash Future Alvin. All right. So the startup is called Earnin. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't it sound evil? Big like earning with an apostrophe at the end because you're, yeah, you're, 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 you're hiply earning or is it like earn in like a love in but worse? E-A-R-N-I-N. Mm. Mm. Oh, like, like jungles. White people don't need the classic bit the earning. Is your mic not on? Uh, I have no idea. I don't think no. it's on. Well, that's going to go well for the first bit of podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did wonder. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely, my thought process so far was, I don't think my microphone's working, (laughs) but somebody would have mentioned it. (laughs) (laughs) This is is the first time anyone could have said, is this thing on after doing a joke and have it actually not be on? Uh, no, it's it's not it's not a song. It's a startup. Cool. You can just edit me in <laughs> with a much funnier joke <laughs> at a later date. The Riley Quinn studio approach. <laughs> oh, oh. Don't you dare! Do not you even dare! A Only at the live shows the do curtain. we see the truth. Yeah. 
Okay, Ernan, any any guesses before I move on to the blanked out sentences? I've got like kind of like a left field guess. Okay, which is like, it's not Ernan. Who's saying you have Ramadan brain? Of course, yeah, I you have, have Ramadan a left brain. Field guess. Someone tell me if it's like nine oh five. Someone tell me when it's nine oh five. Like, don't ask why. Just, just <laughs> tell me when it's nine oh five. It's actually called Ear Nin, which is refers to which refers to a constant loop of nine inch nail songs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <I> just. <laughs> It's like an earpiece. So while you're while you're at the factory, you you just listen to Nine Inch Nails. It's, when- a, it's a startup that in your left ear puts the rapper from Linkin Park, <laughs> and in your right ear the rapper from Evanescence, <laughs> to make you more powerful than any man has ever been. <laughs> There's a reason why they never did a collab because it would just be too big. Exactly, it would be like yeah. that's peak music and everything else kind of. You just- would just grow a goatee by listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a human wallet chain before. <laughs> so, so we have two music-related uh, guesses. One is, uh, one is, it's a song. It's, it's, and one is, it's an app that plays Nine Inch Nails. Is it going to be something that like garnishes your wages to pay for a toaster or something? <laughs> Oddly enough, no. But no one get any ideas. No one make that. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do the first blanked out sentence. You blank today. You should blank today. I know something that rhymes with blank <laughs> And the answer is yes Sorry, one more time, what was that? You blank today Yeah. You should blank today mm. <laughs> This one's a real stumper Yeah, it's confusing because your brain wants to assume That every instance of blank is the same word But it presumably isn't No, it's not Yeah no, this um, is not a perfect system. I I came up with this while drunk years ago. So 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 I assume it must be like you spend today or you save today or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. on the right track. Like you you work today, you should get paid today, something like that. Fuck me. <laughs> is that right? Is that the right the answer? Pro- that it literally is what they wrote. The problem is <laughs> The problem is these guys are getting way too good at this. Oh, oh, oh like Riley. Uh, is it like a payday loan for yourself I kind was of thing? You sign up for yeah. an app and it gives you a payday loan. It's actually worse. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> you sign up for an app and it doesn't give you a payday loan. <laughs> <laughs> it's much like Twitter in that way. <laughs> so you can join Earnin to get blank the minute you blank with no fees or hidden costs. So you you figured it out. Oh, it is. It's like a bridging loan. Is that but what it is? No fees or hidden costs. So it doesn't it doesn't make an income. Clearly, it's just a charity. And we've now started talking about products that instead of being evil or asinine are good. No, that's not what happened. It's really bad in a secret way. <laughs> that was a that, that was a genuinely tense moment in the room. <laughs> Oh my god, what's happened? You got very Avenged Sevenfold there, right? <laughs> Look, I just became so numb. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We tried so hard. Yeah. Look, 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 here's the thing. So here is their tagline. And wrote, note, note what they're not saying that they do. They're not alone. A lender. Earnin is facilitating an advance on your paycheck. Well, what are we doing? We're not lending you the money. We are facilitating an advance on the paycheck uh, through the sanitation business. And my friend Vinny Dice over here, he collects the money, and then if you don't have it, he kills your wife. No, no, what he does is he's a real good facilitator. <laughs> no, that's what it is. If you don't pay back, say like Gilbert Gottfried in the mob. Yes. <laughs> if you don't he's pay a it new back, member. If you don't pay it back, they disrupt your knees. <laughs> 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 your, the subscription on your knees runs out. 
And also, just so you know that this isn't some like rinky dink shit that won a competition, um, their customers work a total of 50 million hours a month at 50K plus companies, mostly in the United States. That's so, a really busy 10 guys. <laughs> so a, a lot of people are involved in this. So bear that in mind. Mm. Um, so here is, here is the CEO, uh, Ram Palaniapin, in an interview. Uh, four out of five people in the U.S. live paycheck to paycheck, and half the country can't come up with $400 in an emergency. An easy way to solve this is by... You, I mean, we want to guess Exploitative consumer capitalism? <laughs> <laughs> the simplest way. No, it's not give... No, if you were wondering, it's not pay them more uh, or give them more, more money. Uh, no, it's a tech, it's a tech problem. It's actually. letting them into the poker game. Come on, Tony. <laughs> uh, an easy way to solve this is by giving people access to their money as the second they've earned it. Mm. Um, and what exactly gave him this idea? So when he worked at a different company, uh, he would often find himself in a position of fronting the money that his employees needed to cover expenses before payday, but then heard them complain about overdraft fees. Um, and he said, it didn't make any sense because I thought I was paying everybody very well. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't like the free hams <laughs> then i'll take them but i'll give them to the children's home <laughs> i was so sure i was paying everybody well and i couldn't have been wrong so what else could have been happening yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the but finest gruel in all the land <laughs> but uh he then realized the problem was that employees need money the next day, or indeed that day, and couldn't wait until the following Friday. That's it. So it's just an advance on your paycheck. Uh, well, yes, and it's... But it must take a fee or do some shit like that, right? <laughs> oh, we will find out how it makes money. Uh. Does it sell your data to Matt Hancock? <laughs> <laughs> Does it involve some kind of headset? <laughs> uh, all of this would be better than what it actually does wow. it sells information about your body to Matt Hancock <laughs> oh god Matt Hancock sitting in the glare of the laptop screen in his room <laughs> learning about everyone's body god. what a guy um, when I left that company the people I was doing this for wanted to know if I would still do it for them that's when I realized that if I didn't try to turn this into a product, I would feel bad about myself. <laughs> Hello! Ah, uh, uh, becoming a loan shark to own the lips. <laughs> I just... I love it. I just... If I didn't... If I didn't become a loan shark, I would have felt guilty because of all of those loans that went on... Unch- all that chum that went uneaten. And the, and, and the, and the moment he had the idea, Nine Inch Nails started playing in the background. <laughs> oh, but I love the idea, too, that instead of it's like, oh, I did two weeks in Kenya on some kind of volunteerism thing, it's like, no, I just became a loan shark. <laughs> that's, that's giving back in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> People need money. No, it's giving back, then just taking back later at a great profit to yourself. Uh, so, so, basically, the tech industry has done its thing and instead of inventing like a bus or um, like, like um, anorexia like they've done in, uh, previously, they did. Jack Dorsey thought he discovered anorexia when he, when he started fasting. Ah, uh, Twitter. Um, so this time they've reinvented um, usury. <laughs> they've reinvented payday lending. <laughs> so, he asks, how do we keep things running? <laughs> oh, this is... This is you thought it took a we turn earlier. We have made earlier. a deal with Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Earnin is a community that looks out for one another. 
we found that most oh, of Oh no, our- the people oh, lend the money to no. each other! No! 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 <laughs> it's like, it's like BitTorrent uh. for your paycheck is what you're saying. Oh my god. Uh, that's actually, you'll find that it's quite a bit more like Farmville for your paycheck. This <laughs> <laughs> is like Soylent Green of payday loans. <laughs> they don't quite lend the money to each other, but god, you're close. Um, Does this mean I could get paid for Farmville? <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the secret of Farmville is the only person that got rich off of Farmville is the guy that owns it. So, mm. Earning is a community that looks out for one another. If this is a profit-making tech company that says that kind of sentence in their ad copy, you know that something bad is about to happen. (laughs) We found most of our members appreciate not having to pay extra fees and penalties to banks and the like. Again, to banks. Um, (laughs) And support us by paying forward tips to one another when they're able to do so. So it's a payday lending system that works on tipping. But also, like, if you don't pay somebody back, do you just owe internet to a owe, owe money to a guy on the internet that um, you just don't know? I mean, no, no, it's that. Okay, I'll explain. I'll briefly explain how it works. You don't owe money to a guy. You owe money to a syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> this thing of a Cosa Nostra. Yeah, the so, associates come around and they get the money. So what it, what they actually do is that what is you sign up, you hit a button on the app, uh, you connect them to your employer's payroll software. We'll get back to that. <laughs> Uh, and then very cool very you cool. select how much you want to borrow you hit a button and it hits your bank account obviously this doesn't work very well it's full of bugs and a lot of people have been really fucked by it uh, but you also then can add an optional tip and you can choose to pay it forward to someone else now again this sounds good if you don't think about it for very long or if you have a head injury um, <laughs> but we'll fu- and this is technically a social enterprise by the way it's, it's got, it gets social enterprise funding um, so, Incredible. giving tips for your loans isn't required. Sometimes things are going your way and you can afford to tip. Sometimes you're the one going through a rough patch. Help when you can, accept help when you can't. We've got each other's back. Palinapian has re- previously likened Ernin to a Jedi bringing balance to the universe. Yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, but then the the Ernin have built this massive space station. But what they <laughs> what they haven't thought of is that there's this one like weird <laughs> hole on it, <laughs> and they've not told anyone about the hole, so they're pretty sure it's going to be fine. The whole like point of Star Wars was that like the Jedi didn't do anything; they were really bad, and like the decadence was the reason they got fucked, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I only watch anime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. If we want to do a whole metaphor for um, how silly Silicon Valley model of just incredulity-driven capitalism is going to collapse, yes, that's more or less it. In the sense that he did not intend, it is like a Jedi in this sense. Wait, did this guy leave the previous company because they were like, we recognize you as a member of this council. We will not grant you the rank of Lone Shark Master. <laughs> He's like, this is an outrage! <laughs> a lot of sand in the office. <laughs> M- murdered all the younglings. It was a sweatshop. What can uh, you do? What can you do? What can you do? So, basically... Not the younglings, they make the shoes! <laughs> that would be a fantastic way to start a shoemaking business. Like, yes, you're a paddle one. You were allowed onto the Nike Executive Council. <laughs> so... So, here's the thing. (laughs) Hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. So, 
this all basically seems, again, if you're really stupid or just have a head injury, fine. However, here's the big however. Users who don't leave a tip have incredibly restricted and actually damaging access to the service. Hooray! Because they're regularly financially ruined. Oh, it's like a strip club. <laughs> it's like, technically, you don't have to tip, but like, mm. So... <laughs> Is it, is it the case like in New York like if you don't tip then like an angry Italian person will come out and start like like running down like West 34th well, Street that's like, not like, all that would have service. <laughs> it actually does happen I saw it uh, I love the idea this app is actually just universal basic income for Italians <laughs> <laughs> they're repaying us when we're the slaves <laughs> so users who don't leave a tip have their credit restricted to $100 per pay period, and the suggested tip equals 730% APR. (laughs) Nice. Which, um, if you want some context, is 30 times higher than the legal limit. We love it. So what you're saying is that it's James Ball approved. (laughs) Yeah. If you're going to do the thing like a lot of, like, like John McTernan and James Ball do, where you pretend to have a crucial misunderstanding of really basic facts, then yes, this is going to be the definitely not a payday lending um, predatory solution for you. Um, so we know that it is incredibly uh, extractive. And it also has an optional overdraft avoidance feature called Balance Shield. Uh, if you opt in, I know, Earnin will send, well, basically prevent it from sending you into overdraft as it does its magic with your paycheck and your um and your and your bank account uh, by just popping a hundred dollars in there and then taking it back later after you've been paid if you tip if you do not tip then you do not get the thing that keeps you from a series of fees that result in financial ruin remember this is a social enterprise it gets social enterprise funding just the tip Wait, so it's got it's got D- it's got DLC. It's like Candy Crush, basically, but for your bank account. It, it, that's why I've, rec- I've, I've compared it to Farmville. It's like payday lending, but pay to win, in effect. Ah, the greatest so, trick the guy who invented Farmville ever played was convincing the world he didn't exist. That nearly makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. With that in mind, let's go back to what um, Palianapin said about why he created this company. That's when I realized if I didn't make what I was doing for my employees into a product, I would feel bad about myself. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty predictable, I guess, but um, these people are just so incredibly evil. He noticed a gap in the market, slapped a tech veneer onto essentially illegal payday lending practices, put the trappings of mutual aid on it, took a bunch of money in social in- impact bonds, and then charged hundreds of percent interest payday lending to circumvent local interest rate caps. We are in the wrong business. We really need to stop podcasting and start getting into the like fake tech business. Which is why Trash Capital is launching next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, our social enterprise project is the Patreon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's a charity with one beneficiary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me not sleeping on the streets. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my. Nice. All right. So you also, any regular listeners to this show will know that I never, ever, ever let the FAQ section of one of these terrible companies pass me by because there is always gold in it. Ahem. This is, this is the one... Uh, of their FAQs 
that I've chosen uh, to answer for this particular show. And this, I'm just, I'm not even going to do the question. I'm just going to do the answer. Hello, Uber drivers. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I start all my gigs. <laughs> Hello, Uber drivers. Are you, are you tired of just getting fucked once per economic transaction? <laughs> Thanks for choosing Earnin, formerly Active Hours, to get paid. Formerly what? Formerly Active Hours. All right. To get paid. To, you, you know they formerly did Black something. Formerly Blackwater Incorporated. You know they did something. To get paid on your schedule. When you connect your account to Uber, your ride summaries will be added to the app automatically. So basically, do you want a pay deduction forever? Then you can sign up, of course, to earn in if you're an Uber driver. Nice. Um, I love. I, I just. I do love every. Just every. Every single possible angle. Just getting. Just exploited a little bit. I. Uh, those, I just love how they sort of. They like the people who run these companies like blunder through the landscape, never seeing anything, and they're sort of like, oh yeah, I set up a loan shark company, but I'm pretty sure it's a good thing. They sort of. They have the. <laughs> they have the energy of like Serbian war criminals in the Hague, sort of going, oh, we had lovely time in Kosovo. <laughs> <laughs> cake was served uh, we solved some economic problems uh, now there are lots of jobs for example I don't see I don't see why I'm here this seems like a you problem <laughs> but this wouldn't of course uh, be a tech product trash future segment if I didn't oh no you thought that was the worst bit it's not the worst bit if I didn't end it on what I've taken to calling the prestige. <laughs> Last Wednesday, Ernan launched Health Aid. Oh, wait, the headsets Hell are coming. The headsets yeah. are coming. <laughs> no, worse. A service that gives users access to patient advocates who will help them negotiate down their medical bills, set up payment plans, or secure financial aid. Like Ernin... I thought it was going to be like organ sharing. <laughs> <laughs> like Ernin, Health Aid, of course, operates on the same tip system. Hey! <laughs> Told you, it's an organ. Yeah, farm. you just like you just make sure that you like give your blood or like sperm samples every like every couple of weeks, and uh, you know, so if you ever need an organ transplant, you can get it right. The nice but thing, is, yeah. The moment you stop giving your blood and sperm samples, they just come and take your organs. <laughs> <laughs> my like, my favorite thing to do is to tip somebody a lung. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, do you know that you can survive on twenty five percent of one kidney? Some people, <laughs> some people in that see the wonders of the human body, but what you should see in that is a market opportunity. <laughs> but the cool thing is that if you contribute that, then you might get somebody else's kidney. Yeah, for free. <laughs> who cares Later if it like, doesn't? Who cares if it doesn't match? No, you can eat. You could eat it. You could eat those. Maybe, maybe your body just needs new ideas. Just <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all about variety when it comes to the different blood types of organs. Yeah, you, you need like a di you need like a diversity yeah. of blood types. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know your body was this Stalinist wasteland where <laughs> <laughs> you weren't tolerant of other blood types <laughs> and there we have the trappings of a new Brendan article Tr triggering the left by putting different blood into them Very the shame. immune system is a planned economy <laughs> okay well kind of <laughs> oh my oh, so that's earning what, what do we think are we, re are we ready to invest 
I've taken out a payday loan and I've filed it all into their shares. I have a strategy of taking out payday loans from multiple different providers so I can invest in this other payday loan provider. Yeah. I just, I haven't been on this for a while and I think it's cool that the show now has sponsors. (laughs) Oh, man. If we could get one terrible tech company to sponsor us to roast them that would be fantastic would be really good wouldn't it yeah this show only has one sponsor and it is getting your dick <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh it's coming before we move on to the next you people are hogs why do I why do I bother writing the material? <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta admit, Riley, that the the app connected dick lock company probably thinks they're doing something really right right now because their web traffic is spiking, and they're like, "Man, this is a market opportunity for us." Well, okay, there should really be a, a holding page just saying "coming soon," shouldn't there? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, right now, gettingyourdicksuck.com still redirects to the podcast website, but the web designer for gettingyourdicksuck.com is here this evening in the Tom, house. The, the web designer. Hey! So, our, our, our revitalizing local news project as a dick joke, uh, because capital won't do it, uh, is proceeding apace. It's completely funded by trash capital, right? In the grand scheme of things, Patreon is legitimately owned by Jared Kushner's brother, so in a way it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We thought about gettingyourdicksuck.com and we knew that if we didn't turn it into a product, we'd feel bad about ourselves. (laughs) Oh, people from my day job are here. (laughs) Hi. All right. Riley's day job at (laughs) gettingyourdicksuck.com. Eventually. Look, I'll explain that later. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah, they don't listen to the show. He'll explain it on casual Fridays where people get to like, relax and wear shirts without ties and just yeah. have to wear suspenders. I'm going ro- to go up into the office wearing like a polo shirt tucked into khakis and be like, huh, you read the latest on getting your dick sucked up top? <laughs> I, I love the idea that Riley has cooked this up because he knows they've been monitoring his web traffic and he's like, well, if I can explain all the times I've Google searched getting your dick sucked, I'm like, no, it's research for a news site that I'm not going to get in trouble. For clarity, Riley currently works at a competitor, Live Jasmine. <laughs> look, 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 look. There's a sec look. We've had we've had fun in this interstitial segment, but there is another segment. A second segment. Mm. Because much like last time we, we came down into this basement um and talked about philanthropy, we've decided it is time again to come down to this basement and talk about the gigantic global level scam that is philanthropy. Mm. So Mackenzie Bezos, the uh, ex-wife of Jeff Bezos, formerly a wife guy, now a bachelor, um, has just... He is a wife guy because he still follows his wife, but his wife doesn't follow him. (laughs) He's the opposite of pro-Jared. Also, it's one of those, like, cursed, cursed American surname first names. Oh, yeah, awful. Just Mm. the worst. Yeah, I was um, going to say, Mackenzie Bezos sounds like some kind of riverine, fluffery creature that only exists in the Pacific Northwest, but yeah, yeah she's like a, somehow... a mining company. No, she's 
This Look. is the Mackenzie Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> the mating rituals of the Mackenzie Bezos. Named after Explorer. Never follow your husband online. Look, named after the Explorer John Mackenzie, who ate every living specimen of it. <laughs> Which Jeff Bezos has most certainly done. Yeah, he's done yeah. that. You know oh, that no. he has. That man has eaten some pineal glands. Like, he is involved in some Pizzagate shit, allegedly. <laughs> so... Mackenzie Bezos has just received enough money through from her divorce to Jeff Bezos to like end all of homelessness in the UK immediately. Which I, I am joking. That's of course unrealistic. In fact, she has enough to end all of homelessness in the UK immediately and then fund the NHS for about a year and still have a little bit left over. She has she has inherited quite a bit. It was a weirdly specific demand that her divorce lawyer made. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "Ma'am, we don't even have the figures on that." Like. <laughs> Um, and so, the UK were like, thanks, but why? <laughs> She's like, no, you're not getting the money. I just want that amount. <laughs> it's for a special project. <laughs> I'm going to set up a deep fake of Britain. <laughs> she could also like fund, like single-handedly fund Mac Hancock's like leadership campaign, right? <laughs> like a version of fake taxi, but it's the whole of Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Every scenario is a porn scenario <laughs> of Britain. Also, at some point, I guess gettingyourdicksuck.com has to announce its endorsement for conservative leader. Oh, well, it's going to be Matt Hancock. Yeah, Matt Hancock. Be, yeah. Matt Hancock I, and, the, and the Gundam. He's the only person he's going to build yeah. it. He's a great way to learn about your body. I mean... I, <laughs> so, essentially, uh, what she has decided to do with this amount of money, because look... The vast majority of people in this room can agree that no human being ever has ever done anything to deserve a tenth of a billion dollars. Um, so we can just we can just move past that. Now we all agree on that. Except Bam Margera, RIP. Bam Margera, a hundred million dollars. Bam Margera deserves that much money. And then maybe Big Time Tommy. Keep it old school, baby. Yeah, uh, so, Nate and I came up with a deeply cursed character earlier, which was Serbian Bam Margera, Bam Komarjeric. He's <laughs> <laughs> constantly doing war crimes as pranks. <laughs> um, we won't go any further down that rabbit hole, but just so you know. No, I really thought you were going to do it, Don. Yeah. No. <laughs> Check out Milo's Twitter later. Yeah. Um, so Always. <laughs> don't check out Milo's Twitter. So... Basically, what she's done is she's decided to do something entirely unaccountable, probably pretty pointless, and most importantly, completely non-threatening to the relationships of power that keep her living like a demigod, which is she's signed Warren Buffett's giving pledge, and proud we all are of her. Mm. What of The course only man named after all-you-can-eat food. <laughs> yes, a Warren. <laughs> so, in short, Warren Buffett's giving pledge. <laughs> I love that. How did that, how did that work on you? <laughs> Warren Buffett's giving pledge is basically a document that, like, people who are the richest people in the history of humanity sign to publicly say they're going to give away a bunch of their money, either when they die or, you know, now, um, in order to more or less avoid taxes or, like, experiment with a new kind of math or, you know, give Ugandan children iPads that take their DNA. Uh, it's, it's not a great organization. <laughs> That's just a fleshlight iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> It's very popular in Uganda. No, no one knows why. So. <laughs> one of the mysteries of consumer capitalism. 
So, Nate, Nate, have you got a timestamp on that? <laughs> <laughs> Nate, edit that out. Edit that out. No, make it the make it the video. Please. I don't really see how that's offensive. <laughs> it's weird. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna do I, what I, I usually do. I just envision like a "You're the Man Now" dog, but just the moment Hussein's heart breaks on this show, it's just <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. I am going to pull us back as I usually do when I'm dealing with you with you clowns. Um, so Good luck to these fucking guys, am I right? <laughs> Yeesh. So, <laughs> where do they go to school? <laughs> so, <laughs> Mackenzie says her inspiration to do the giving pledge came from a book she read on writing advice because she's a novelist. I think that's kind of strange because I think advice on what to do with a world-changing amount of money shouldn't come from a book on writing advice. Was it Ben Shapiro's <laughs> How to Destroy Leftists? <laughs> Yeah, it, it was, it was Gorilla Mindset, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh, a, a classic. An Amazon uh, bestseller. Save, Come on. save the Gorilla's Mindset. It was, it was Jacob Rees-Mogg's The Victorians. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So, the passage that she was inspired by, uh, she says in her letter, was, quote, underlined and starred like all the words that have inspired me most over the years. <laughs> words that felt true in context and also true in life. So here's the year's 14 passage. little words. <laughs> Amazing. She says, Do not hoard what seems good for a later place in the book or for another book. The impulse to save something good for a better place later is the signal to spend it now. The Bezos family, famous for not hoarding. They never hoard. (laughs) Never. Something more will arise for later, something better. Anything you do not give freely and abundantly becomes lost to you. You open your safe and find ashes. It's hard to believe that Hitler wrote that. Open your safe and find ashes. Yeah, you open your safe and find ashes. So the idea here is that she oh, should valuable family ashes. <laughs> Thank God they're safe. So is the lesson here that like actually this this is like an impulse spend, and that and that actually what she's what she's being advised to do here is uh, spend the money now on something like frivolous and short term, like the world, rather than save it for something better. Like the Mars colony. Like, <laughs> like the Mars colony. This is why she and, she and Jeff divorced. They disagreed on this on this piece of, of thing. Well, so, I was going to build like a giant obelisk to the edge of space that, that said Jeff, like Bezos, Jeff Bezos at all. <laughs> <laughs> that said Jeff Bezos has a small dick, but then I was told about this uh, thing called poverty. <laughs> so I was uh, like, what kind of app was that? And I decided to build the obelisk like 10 feet shorter. So, so I'm now going to Uganda to write <laughs> in the dirt in a way that's only visible from space. Jeff Bezos has a small dick. <laughs> so she says, I have no doubt that tremendous value comes when people act quickly on the impulse to give, which, of course, the Bezoses are famous for doing. Uh, no drive has more positive ripple effects than the drive to be of service. And this is where the letter gets very strange. Something greater rises up every time we give. The easy breathing of a friend we, we sit with when we had other plans. The relief on a child's face when we share the story of our own mistakes. Laughter at a well-timed joke when we tell, some, we tell to someone who is crying. Like, for example, if they... 
<laughs> I love being in very normal social situations yeah. <laughs> and like comforting a child crying by telling them a knock knock joke <laughs> while yeah. dressed as a joker. Uh, Jared Leso Joker. <laughs> yeah. Best hey, joker. Hey, you've suffered compound fractures on your knees from working in an Amazon warehouse, but check out this knock knock joke. It's going to knock you off your feet. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this all just sounds like she's decided to invest in a child prison. <laughs> she's she's investing in she's investing, all at once. She's investing in, like, in a pizza restaurant in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the International Criminal Court, have you heard the one about the Serb, the Croat, and the Bosnian? <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's no reason why we can't enjoy ourselves. Come on. Uh-huh. And and so basically, there's the the this is this is what she wants to do. She wants to do the sort of world changing amount of money equivalent to that to like telling a joke to a crying child, <laughs> which is really regular. Um, these immediate results, however, are only the beginning. Just telling the aristocrats to a crying child. <laughs> <laughs> Their value keeps multiplying and spreading in ways we never know. We each come by the gifts we have to offer by an infinite series of influences and lucky breaks we can never fully understand. Oh, like being married to a billionaire. <laughs> I how, think, how can that money have appeared? <laughs> but even, even then, it's like, no, it's that money appeared because, you know, Jeff Bezos has basically ground hundreds of thousands of people into dust. Like, it's not like it didn't just magic its way into the bank account at one Better point. to be ground into dust by Jeff Bezos and to be ashes in a safe, okay? <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't. It, it didn't just appear. It, uh, you know, it was accumulated over time by this app called Earning. <laughs> it's amazing the trajectory of Jeff Bezos's career from like I just want to sell books on the internet to like I will crush your family to die. <laughs> I will feast on the blood of your young, and then he'll write books about it for his website. Yeah, it's clever. You will mine uranium on the asteroid belt. <laughs> <laughs> A real plan Jeff Bezos actually has. <laughs> Um, Apparently Slavic Jeff Bezos too. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the letter finishes. In addition to whatever life, uh, whatever assets life has nurtured in me, I have a disproportionate amount of money to share. My approach to philanthropy will continue to be thoughtful. It will take time and effort and care, but I won't wait and I will keep at it until the safe is empty. Is this the fucking Lorax? Like what's going on? Mackenzie Bezos is a fucking novelist. Why, why does she get to decide how all this money is spent? Much like Jeff Bezos is a book salesman or Elon Musk is like a dangerous version of Willy Wonka. <laughs> what, what the fuck is she going to do? Buy a gigantic live, laugh, love billboard like in space? To be fair, Willy Wonka is a dangerous version of Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, the Tesla factory and its waterfall of molten steel. Um, <laughs> Oh, wait, has she signed up to the uh, to the payday loan thing, and she's like, she's lending everyone hundred dollars. <laughs> but I, I expect that, a tip. That would be, that would be better than what she's actually done, which is almost nothing, but made a huge hue and cry about it. Again, she shouldn't be able to do anything. She shouldn't have any of that money in the first place. Nor should Jeff Bezos or any of these morons. But she is well, hunting. But she is hunting down like local knaves to bring them to the Lord's hun- hundreds courts. <laughs> So that's a hue and cry joke. Um, <laughs> Good, yeah, uh-huh. excellent. We we, we love Amazon, a classicist. But Amazon's cool, right? Yeah, they're great. That we love we love to work for them. I can't wait until we all work for them. Yeah, we all get to have, be a community together in a warehouse. The lovely thing about them is that they sell um, they sell Hussein Kesvani's debut book, uh, Follow Me Aki. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
what buy the, the book because I need to like pay my family court fees. <laughs> uh, <laughs> t- taking my wife's boyfriend to court. Yeah. <laughs> well, you 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 pay him uh, like for living standards. I, I, don't I you? pay him you pay a tip. Yeah, <laughs> I buy this app. You may, yeah. you may, may not. Have he happened. lends me my wife. <laughs> <laughs> a, fant- a fantastic new app for divorced dads. <laughs> so, with that in mind, I, I would like to focus on a few of the ways uh, that uh, Mackenzie and Jeff Bezos have filled that safe, uh, not with ashes, but you know, with. With children and pizza slices. Yes, exactly. apparently, Because apparently Mackenzie can't fully comprehend it. No, she doesn't. I figured she says she doesn't fully understand how um, she and her husband became the richest people in the history of the species. So, so, if, so if they're listening. If, okay, if you guys are listening, here's how you did it. Um, so, number one, we all know Amazon paid no taxes in the US in 2017. And like... 1% of what it should been should have been paying in the UK since it started operating here 20 years ago. I have the actual figure. It's like about 6 million. It's not very it's it's astonishingly low. Um so and they claim this by saying they basically make no money because the profit margins in their industry are so slim, which is why it's such a mystery why Jeff Bezos is such so rich. Look, um, all the money goes on the space obelisk yeah. guys, like, you know. Yeah. It's an expensive obelisk. It's interesting because their founder is, of course, financing a moon base to move all of Earth 2's heavy industry. Um, and we also know that every time someone says the word union in an Amazon fulfillment center, they're quickly fired because Amazon is a quote-unquote family. Because like a normal family, if you ask for an increase in your allowance, you're booted onto the street. <laughs> Now, your reference to for the word family here is the episode of The Sopranos where him and his wife inherit some money and they want to move to Florida. And he's like, no, this is a family. You can't just leave. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. A, a family, you know, like prison. Yeah. <laughs> but in prison, you have access to a toilet, unlike at an Amazon warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, ambulances have been called to Amazon warehouses over 600 times in three years. And of course, the online retailer denies that there are any unsafe working conditions. I guess they just love ambulances. We just love pranks. <laughs> they just love, yeah, they just keep employing the jackass guys. The fun, the fun thing is actually that um, we've we've been developing, haven't we, uh, an app, a sort of tech platform that uses ambulances in their slack time to, uh, to deliver books. <laughs> I love the idea of an ambulance showing up and it's like, this is an ambulance for... Uh, See more butts, and, then, <laughs> and there's just Jeff Bezos like giggling in the corner, but his eyes are glowing I don't red know, for is some he reason. Here? <laughs> right, so we, but we all know all that. Um, we also know that they've come under um, under increasing criticism in recent years for the treatment of warehouse staff, which is basically how they make all this money because they keep pressing the delivery times shorter and shorter so they can crush every other business out there. They're great. Um, and so we all know also that like people can't piss um, and that they not can't in January. Like, sit down. No, of course not. It, it makes you stronger. So, what we're, we, but we all know that. What we're focusing on is how Amazon has made work fun. <laughs> it's really dark. So, But very fun. <laughs> how do we think that Amazon has made uh, work fun for, again, producing the two richest people in the history of the planet so for a company that generates more per capita ambulance calls than anyone else. In the warehouse, they motivate people by playing Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> Just constantly. <laughs> um, so, their most recent strategy is, and um, I'm, taking from, I'm taking from an article here, I'm not making fun of the article because it was at least skeptical of what they were doing. Thank you. Um, Proprietary video games are now displayed on small screens at every employee workstation in response to worker complaints that Amazon's push for automation has made laborers feel, quote, just like cogs in a machine. 
which is you know surprising because you know it's it's not as though that's what they've been doing. What better way of making someone feel human than to make them play Farmville during their breaks? See, I, I, I'm thinking in a different way. Like, imagine if you work in an Amazon warehouse, but you also do cosplay because you have to. It's like, <laughs> yes, you have to pick things off the shelf. But you have to carry the Buster Sword while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon's just dressed as Sailor Moon for some reason. <laughs> Amazon cosplay does come into this later. <laughs> we Hell love yeah. to foreshadow. That folks. wasn't intentional, but hey. Ooh, fucking woo. Yeah. Um. So, with names like Mission Racer, Picks and... <laughs> yeah. It's just like, if like uh, they've made like fake Chinese versions of video games. <laughs> Mission Racer, Picks in Space, Dragon Duel, and Castle Crafter, the games have simple <laughs> graphics. What? This is like, you live the lifestyle of a medieval serf. <laughs> The games have simple graphics akin to early Nintendo games like Super Mario Brothers. Workers say because cameras are forbidden in warehouses. Mm. I wonder what they're hiding. Probably all the fun. Um, so, here's how it works. As robots wheel giant shelves up to each workstation, lights or screens indicate which item the worker needs to put into a bin. Remember when Amazon created a, a little thing, a, a wristband that would shock you if you went for the wrong item? I certainly remember. Um, <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> <laughs> the games then register the completion of a task, which is tracked by scanning devices, and pits individuals, teams, or entire floors against each other. <laughs> Oh boy, that one hurts. <laughs> I love it when my job is the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> but like Nintendo 8-bit Hunger Games. Yeah, your salary is that you don't die. <laughs> <laughs> um, or entire floors in a race to pick or stow Lego sets, cell phone cases, or dish soap, for example. Game I can't wait for this to be in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Game playing employees are rewarded with points, virtual badges, and other goodies throughout their shifts. Not get, even real badges. <laughs> do, do they get to be called? Do they technically classify as gamers? Then <laughs> they get they get skins. <laughs> if you if you get like the high score for the month, you're allowed to sl say exactly two slur words <laughs> to everyone in the in, in the factory, and there's yeah. nothing anyone can do about it. Amazon employees are sorted into clans. <laughs> <laughs> My question is how we roll this out to other jobs. That's. <laughs> That's how I think this Wait, is really... I mean, I really think we could revolutionize plumbing, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, experts say, uh, and this is the idea, that these arbitrary targets and rewards have psychologically powerful effects, effectively tricking employees into working faster by making routine tasks seem meaningful and engaging. And therefore, oh shape worker behavior. <laughs> You oh, couldn't motivate employees by giving them good working conditions or paying them more. It's not possible. It's, people have tried it. Yeah, much. I love like motivating my employees by like making them play video games and saying how cool their job is rather than being like, if you don't do this faster, we're going to kind of throw you and your family to the streets. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, 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 and while you're crying, Mackenzie Bezos can come and be like, hey, I've got a joke for you. Want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> 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 You can do it better. I, I, I refuse to do accents because they, they all just like become, uh, I don't know. It's fine. Oh, Ramadan I'm just, Hussein. I'm just imagining the, like, the fancy consultant coming in like, hey, we've got a new technique for motivating your employees. Have you heard of this thing called the NKVD? Well, <laughs> at the Battle of Stalingrad, they found that the productivity of their employees was not great. 
And they discovered that lots of their employees were kind of shying away from the production line. So what they did was they set up machine guns at the opposite end from the production line. They just shot anyone. Who didn't. And we've discovered that people are really keen on the production line if you just shoot them. When they, but what was they nice about that was actually that it reminded everyone, it, it felt, made everyone feel like they were playing uh, Call of Duty 1. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that actually what they could do was that they could kill all the Germans and, and get points and, uh, and restock that kind of health bar. <laughs> Just imagine being, being at World War 2 and being like, damn, this really reminds me of World War 1. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, well it's a GCSE history essay up in here. The <laughs> reward for surviving the Battle of Stalingrad is dish soap. Yeah. <laughs> or virtual oh, no. badges. Swag here's rubles. The, the oh, hang on. No, we are getting to that later. <laughs> because the rewards are interesting. Yeah. Uh, one worker said that from inside her cage, she had picked up... <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Come on, let's go! <laughs> because, by the way, if you didn't know, um, I, I, but before I did this podcast, I didn't have to know this stuff. Now I know all of it. It's awful. And you have to, too. That now what's happened is they've been able to cut staff and make them work harder and faster by putting them in cages and automating all the shelves on small robots. So basically, if you leave the cage, you'll be killed. So don't leave the cage, but have fun with this dragon game. Uh, I love it when my job is hell in a cell. <laughs> One worker said she had in from her cage picked nearly 500 items off of the roaming shelves in one hour, egged on by a game pitting her against her co-workers to drive a race car around a track. Awesome. Yeah. The, uh, the film the film the matrix was unrealistic because in the future we're not going to put people in a massive computer simulation so they don't know they're being exploited for their energy we're just going to make them awake but still in the cages and being exploited for their energy because <laughs> fuck it so, amazon raises productivity by surrounding everyone in goo somehow <laughs> just fucking drowning we found in this it. great factory in north korea <laughs> that produces the world's best goo <laughs> <laughs> we got Dave Benson Phillips in. <laughs> Goo.com, not to be confused with goop.com. No. Very different websites. So, she said that pickers and stowers compete with one each other for ferociously to compete the video game tasks faster. Ah, uh, West Side Story, the pickers and the stowers. <laughs> Meaning, for Amazon, they are moving more real merchandise onto trucks that bring the items to the customer's doorsteps. Cool. <laughs> this is from the mirror. Um, where in the days leading up to Black Friday, misperformance targets saw scores of staff sacked. So if you don't do well on the game, do well on the game. Don't <laughs> uh, no, you know what it is? It's, it's, it's like a cutesy version of the opening speech in Glengarry Glen Ross. <laughs> it's like, the first prize is, we'll tell you what it is later because it's really paltry. The second... Virtu virtual badges are for closers. <laughs> <laughs> Being is for closers. But, but, but imagine that speech being delivered by Mackenzie Pizos. Yeah. <laughs> what I found inspiring. Oh, yeah, she is so awfully live, laugh, love. So um, this is from someone interviewed by The Mirror. Once a day, a supervisor would approach me to remind me how I was performing. Not to ask, to remind. <laughs> Often, it was not well. <laughs> I love that idea they Fine. hire someone to walk around and be like, you fucking suck at gaming. <laughs> and that man was, and that man from, was phase bang. They hire everyone from Xbox Live to just come up and call you gay. My, 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 my Amazon drill sergeant. 
I didn't realize that at Amazon we were hiring a bunch of fucking sissy girls. <laughs> How do you expect to face the stores like that, private? But with workers pitted against each other, um, one told this journalist, as long as you're not on the bottom, you have no need to worry for now. <laughs> a normal thing it's to just say. just like clubbing in Berlin. <laughs> so, you know, if our team doesn't slay the other team's dragon, then we'll get fired from this job where we stand in cages and interact with robotic shelves. And at least one warehouse said one employee, workers have used high achievement on the games to push managers to reward them with extra Amazon swag bucks. I love swag. You should buy it gets swag, worse and worse, doesn't it? A proprietary currency that can be only used in Amazon to buy Amazon logo stickers, apparel, or other goods. <laughs> At least they're real badges. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like if you were a feudal. It's it is quite a bit like being a feudal serf, being drafted into battle to be killed by a bunch of longbowmen, but you have to wear the flag of the guy who's getting you killed. <laughs> hey, Riley. The swag bucks don't have Jeff Bezos' face on, do they? <laughs> well, I mean, he's wearing a pointed helmet and his eyes are glowing red, but very close. <laughs> it has been reported, because again, cameras are not allowed, that in their warehouses, employees have said the swag bucks look like a Monopoly bill with Jeff Bezos' face on them. <laughs> yeah. And he's sitting in a little metal shoe. <laughs> Weirdly, you can actually play Monopoly virtually while <laughs> co collecting parcels off the moving shelves. <laughs> you always go to jail. Yeah. yeah. You works. will remain in the That's cage. Yeah. You will never. The free parking thing isn't an official rule. It's not an official rule. You will yeah. never at any point own any of the properties on the map. So. Using swag bucks, workers can buy items like t-shirts, lanyards, water bottles from Amazon. The company currency is available all year round from performing well at the games, but sources have told the reporter that we're asking that there's more up for grabs during what's called peak period, especially during what's known as power hours. Can you, um... Can which you... is when the cages are electrified. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you tip people your uh, swag bucks? <laughs> no, I mean, just your vacation days. <laughs> oh, it's it's true. You actually do frequently have to do that. That's how you get maternity cover in American schools. Is someone else has to give you their vacation days. It's reported as heartwarming, but actually, it's hell. But but can we talk about this peak time thing? Because I've seen this. Yeah. And they have obviously peak time is the time just before Christmas, right? Yeah. And indeed. the most wonderful time of the year, unless yeah. you're an increasingly large portion of the population that's working in these kinds of jobs. Yeah, which is horrendous. But, or unless you're in Al-Qaeda. I don't know. <laughs> Some of whom now work for Amazon. Surprising overlap. We Wilderness found surprising years for overlap. them, yeah, yeah, really. Look, it was a takeover. 9-11 so, was a so, long time ago, guys. What have they done since? Um, but they... But, <laughs> You gotta be brutally honest. They were big stars then, but you know. But during this peak <laughs> time, there's new kids on the block. You can't. If you're standing still, you're going backwards. <laughs> I have to ask about the peak hour, though. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. so it's 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 nine eleven, notwithstanding, it's the time. <laughs> <laughs> Things that only get said. <laughs> it's like on this podcast and at QAnon meetings. <laughs> I 
hear what you're saying about 9-11, but if we could keep this under the lizards in the moon. <laughs> <laughs> right, really, I'm, I'm, run, I'm wondering about this. So, so how, do, do Amazon customers know that it's power hour? Or do oh, just, heavens no. Do just the tormented employees know? But, um, but they're not tormented. That's the thing, isn't it? They're having a very nice, oh, very lovely time. There was, there was cake once. Because... <laughs> Because I Am- do not understand all the drama about the power hour I'm in Srebrenica. <laughs> it was a very well, productive You really time. latch onto a character, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. but, but particularly, they have an incredibly nice time while they're, you know, uh, working extra hard. Um, because Amazon put on what they call Peak Fest, um, which it's is like a Christmas celebration for- of their busiest time of the year that all the employees are invited to. <laughs> However... And you can go at the low, low price of seven pounds for the party that they put on for you for working so hard as to, again, make these people the richest people that have ever existed in the history of the species. I think that's a bargain. Um, but using, okay, so power hours additionally are when managers try to pump up warehouse workers to work extra hard uh, for 60 minutes, sometimes motivating them by, this is... This is quite quite bad. Saying workers in other departments have been talking smack or outperforming them. Uh, <laughs> Did you hear story. what Picking said about all of your mothers? <laughs> we do this on the show, don't we? If yeah. we think someone hasn't been funny enough yeah, exactly. on the show, uh, yeah, we all n- individually message them. <laughs> that I get no, a lot of WhatsApps. That yeah. no good Ralph Cifaretto in the stowing department said that Ginny Sack has an 80 pound mole on her ass. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to take that, the stowing department? <laughs> it's a matter of respect. So, at the end of the hour, Staff members can be rewarded with swag bucks or prizes. And um, one manager was reported to list employees' hourly... One manager, rather, was reported to publicly list employees' hourly rates of picking stuff and stowing it from slowest to fastest to get people, quote, fired up. Yeah, you, up. Yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, For sure. <laughs> up. Get them the fired. The opposite parentheses. Up. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's insulting, one employee said, because around this time of year, the managers, if their targets are met or exceeded, they get a bonus, one warehouse worker reported. However, when confronted with this, um, another warehouse worker said, that's ridiculous. I've personally won a 50-inch television, Keon Burgess said during an interview organized by Amazon. <laughs> it's great, he continued. We can win power hours in teams or we can win them individually. It's a great thing for us associates. We love it. I love playing. What's it called? It's not Castle Mania, is it? Cause that's like uh, that's it, some Netflix. Uh, it, it's one of them. Um, um, also, uh, yeah, Cast, Castle Crafter. Castle, Castle Crafter. Crafter. I love Castle Crafter on my fifty-inch TV. Ca- I don't care to scroll up and check. We'll call it that. In my little Amazon pod. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I also love. We love it. We absolutely love this this thing that is the cages where we stand, and we can kill another team's dragon because they said that thing about our mom. Um, Isn't wait 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 wait? I feel like we haven't mentioned this, but this sounds a lot like of one of our favorite movies, Ready Player One, <laughs> um, which is a great plane movie, but a very bad movie generally. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like, wasn't that like part of the whole like? Ready Player One, like fucking like universe that they were in, where like yeah. they actually had these factories where people were um, in these like game, in, like in these games, but they were actually just performing like industrial services. Yes, the difference is um, 
this is the real life version of that and it was organized by the most evil man in history and so it's like that but with bad games <laughs> so with eight bit with eight bit games, yeah. you got like you can't, they don't even have like a like a cheap version of like Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, this this is why Gen Xers are like the worst generation ever because they were like, well, let's see, we have people working in basically slave like conditions and living in tents. We can motivate them by oh, of course we can by having them play our favorite games from when we were a kid before games got good. Yeah, it reminded it reminded them of like when they got to do, when they did chores and their parents like gave them a bit of money for the arcades. Yeah. <laughs> Love to play Pong against a moving shelf. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, all of these initiatives are connected to the same thing, which is to prepare order fulfillment expenses, which rose by 35% last year, compared with a 20% rise in product sales. So it's a 15% gap that they're trying to close with games, swag bucks, and as close as you can get to like criminal neglect without actually crossing the line. Um, and of course, fix, filling this gap, it's unthinkable to cut the pay of, I don't know, the Bezoses, because then Mackenzie wouldn't be able to do her anti-bullying initiative, or Jess wouldn't be, Jeff wouldn't be able to build like a farm in space. No. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a bootleg Mario, and we're going to make company script, like from the 19th century, a lot more kooky and fun. And that's how we're going to fix this particular existential threat. What 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 do we what do we think of Amazon's strategy, folks? Pretty cool. Yeah. I think it'd be cooler if they had like Final Fantasy Seven, <laughs> yeah. or eight, or like I don't know, um, like Tekken. Six. Yeah, <laughs> Any, a good, good Street Fighter. This is this is the the trash future promise. We are going to stop just being internet shitheads, and we are going to get out to organize the workers at Amazon to agitate for better games. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I actually got to zone out for a minute because yeah. I was thinking about what would have happened if they'd have had. Um... Uh, okay. Uh, well, I've already started talking now, so it's too late. Yeah, um, I zoned out because I was thinking about how the world would be different if they'd have had Ready Player One on planes in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a thought. Also, I can officially say that we have. We I think we're slightly running out of time, so I have. Even though this is usually the thing get, that power gets power hour has come to an end. <laughs> However, I will say, from our family to yours, thank you very much for coming out on a Thursday night to the Star of Kings. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Star yes. of Kings. Thanks for coming. Incredible.